So namaskaram to all. The topic that I have taken up today is the role of rituals in Advaita Vedanta, reflections from the Naishkarmi Siddhi of Sureshwaracharya. Because the role of rituals in or for Vedanta, as we saw in the morning, the Karmakanda is a very big topic. So we cannot deal with such a huge topic in 10-15 minutes. So very specifically, I have taken that which is reflected from the Naishkarmi Siddhi. Firstly, what is the relevance of taking up this scripture or this particular literature? As we all know, the Naishkarmi Siddhi was written by Sureshwaracharya, a disciple of Adi Shankaracharya, one of the foremost disciples. And in his Purvashrama, he was Mandana Mishra, who was a, a disciple of Kumarila Bhatta and hence a great a proponent of the Mimamsa Shastra, the Purva Mimamsa Shastra. And then later on, he wrote this Naishkarmi Siddhi to bring that linkage between Purva Mimamsa and Uttara Mimamsa. And the reason why I have taken up this topic today is there is a very popular belief that rituals or karmas are completely opposed to Advaita Vedanta. And very commonly we hear scholars and everybody quoting different kinds of statements. First is of course the Jaimaniya Sutra, Amnayase Kriyarthatvad, Anarthakyam Adadartanam, Adaha Vedantanam, Anarthakyam Akriyarthatvad. That's for, that for entire Vedanta is Anartha. It's got no meaning because there is no Kriya mentioned in Vedanta. Then we hear the uh, famous shloka from the Viveka Shudamani where Adi Shankaracharya says, Vastu Siddhi Vicharena Nakinchit Karma Kotibihi. So then people say that Adi Shankaracharya himself refutes all kinds of karmas, even if it is Karma Koti. But we don't read the previous line of that which says, Chittasya Shuddhaye Karma Natu Vastu Upalabdhaye. There is a role that karma also plays in Chitta Shuddhi, but not probably in the attainment of the final objective as enlisted or as mentioned in the Vedanta. Then also we have, we hear many allegations that Advaita Vedanta proclaims that all that is Maya and there is nothing to be done. We need to only do self-reflection. So these are all different beliefs. These are all different uh, arguments which people put forth to say that rituals and karma and Advaita Vedanta are completely opposed and karma cannot go in Advaita Vedanta. Now I would like to bring a very practical perspective into this and try uh, to ask the audience and listeners also to think from a very uh, individual standpoint also. From the moment we are born, Till what our Sanatana Dharma tells as the ultimate Purushartha of liberation, Moksha, we have a particular path to follow to reach this liberation. But in doing this, there is possibility that we could be going into any other direction as well, not staying on the path to reach Moksha, because action by itself can lead to any kind of result. So the objective of Karma is to ensure that you are on the right path towards liberation. That is the reem of karma. But what Vedanta and especially Advaita Vedanta speaks about is that karma can help you stay on that path to reach the ultimate goal and it can lead you to a particular point. But beyond that point is the reem of jnana, which will then finally lead you to the ultimate objective. So karma also has a role to play in this path towards liberation. Now this understanding of karma, I'm not going into the details of it because in the morning Nagaraji already spoke about this, but just to give uh, uh, the whole information in a pictographical view, we have the Vaidika karma in terms of Vidhi Nisheda, Vidhis are Nitya, Naimittika, the Kamya and the Prayashtata karmas which will come if you are doing the Nisheda karmas. Nitya karmas to be done every day, Naimittika karmas on specific occasions, so I've given some examples also of these. Kamya karmas are for specific desires, for specific Kamanas, as Rangaraji said about Putra Kamishti and others. Now, with this background of the karma, we need to understand also that the ultimate Atman or the Brahman that we have, you know, which is inside, 
Re realizing that we are that Brahman is ultimate objective, as mentioned in the Advaita Vedanta, this is realization or moksha. But this Brahman or Atman has got many kinds of sheaths or many kind of coverings on top. First being the Karana Sharira or the causal body, the Sukshma and the Stula. We of course, are, we don't have time to go into the details of these. But what I would like to mention is that the Karana Sharira, which is called the causal body, is the primary reason for us to take rebirth. So the rebirth happens because of the causal body or the Karana Sharira. The Karana Sharira in turn comes because of the presence of Vasanas or impressions that we have gathered over our previous births. These impressions or Vasanas are gained from attached actions, the actions that we do with a particular desire of the fruit in mind or our attachment towards those actions. This is where the, the Kamya Karma and the Nishiddha Karma comes. And these attached actions are driven by our attachments and aversions, the Raga Dvesha, which is very beautifully explained in the Bhagavad Gita by Lord Krishna. So this is the entire cycle that leads from attachment aversion till the cause of the, uh, the generation of the Karana Sharira. So ultimately Moksha and Advaita Vedanta is basically the complete destruction of this Karana Sharira. That means there is no Vasanas left. How can you do that? Probably you don't do any attached actions or you don't do any Kamiya Nishiddha Karmas. That is one factor that is fueling the Vasanas. So that gets stopped. And you continue to do the Nitya and Naimittika Karma so that whatever little Vasanas are already acquired because of your, of your Prarabdha Karma starts getting exhausted. Now Karma itself has got many interpretations as we saw, but in the Advaita sense or the Vedantic sense also, Karma doesn't just mean action. It doesn't just mean a physical or mental performance of something. You also have Adi Shankaracharya who explains Vidusha Kriyamanam Karma Paramarthataha Akarma Yeva the realized being, even if he does activity, it is treated as non-activity because because he sees inactivity, he is not attached to that action. So this attachment is, the re, is what you can call as real karma that is binding to the individual is attached action and not just action. And also we have many, many statements from the Bhagavad Gita, which also supports this fact. Now coming to the uh, role of karma. As we saw, this is where the realm of karma is. And in the Naishkarmi Siddhi, uh, Sureshwaracharya very beautifully brings out a linkage. He starts with Nitya Naimittika Karmanushthana, which leads to Dharmodpati, understanding of dharma and doing the right things, which leads to Papahani, that is reduction of your papas or your sins, which leads to Chitta Shuddhi, the purity of the mind. Now, what will happen after the purity of the mind? From the Chitta Shuddhi, Samsara Yathatmi Avabhodaha, knowing the true nature of what is Samsara. From that, Vairagyam, that is the Viveka Buddhi, and getting detached from that. Mumukshutvam, the desire to get liberated from the cycle of birth and death. Uh, upaya Pariyeshnam, trying to find different alternatives. Sarva Karma Tat Sadhana Sanyasaha, doing the karma but uh, leaving off the results away, not getting attached to the karmas. Yoga Abhyasaha. So you have an abhyasa, you have an upasana, you have a particular activity to be done, but that cannot be treated as just karma. Chittasya tatyak pravanata, that is, it is not going outside, the mind gets focused inwards. Tattva masyadi vakyartha pariknyanam. So all the great mahavakyas that are there in the Upanishads, you start beginning to understand what they really mean. Only when you have all this done before. Avidya uchedaha swatmani eva avasthanam. You then get established in your true self. So you can see that Swatmani Eva Asthanam, which is ultimate objective of Vedanta, 
which the Upanishads speak of, starts from Nitya Naimittika Karma Anushthana. If I just say that I have to attain this, so I will not do any of this, then this, is, this link is going to get broken and none of this is going to get achieved. So even realized souls, that is why they perform actions. But, uh, and this is beautifully brought out by Krishna in multiple uh, shlokas in the Bhagavad Gita, he speaks about the, uh, the nature of the sthita prajna. And also Jeevan Mukti Lakshanam is also explained by Adi Shankaracharya and many other acharyas. The realized souls, they, though they perform actions, there is no doership or enjoyership. Can, can you uh, look into how many more slides are left and plan it uh, to be very Yeah, yeah. Actually, this is the last slide. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there is no doership or enjoyership. Hence, it does not bind them. Na karma lipyate nare. This is what we see in the Ishopanishad also. So this act, this particular linkage is the most important thing that we are speaking about today with specifically with respect to karma that is leading to Chitta Shuddhi. So what I wanted to mention as a message I wanted to give is that let us not be under the impression of Advaita, Vedanta, not having any linkage with karma. And if you are an Advaitin or if you are following Vedanta, you need not do any karma. That is a very, very wrong notion. Karma or rituals as enjoined by the Shastras have to be performed the way they have to be performed because unless you get Chitta Shuddhi, you are not even eligible as, in the first stage to start with Vedanta Abhyasa. So this was my, uh, you know, humble viewpoint. Thanks a lot. And we can take up any, any questions later on when we are doing our sessions. Thanks.